Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Hello and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you joining with us for another interesting interview. And this one has the earmarks of some really interesting stuff. And so, Emerald Haith, I appreciate you coming all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for... You're a North Carolina girl your whole life. Entire life. Wow. Entire life. And now, is this a North Carolina accent oh, yes. we're going to hear? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, it's sure nice. I really appreciate you coming so far to share, and and uh, you, you do have an interesting story. So tell us, you were born in then in North Carolina, and yes, your parents, were they members of the church? Yes, um, I was born in Raleigh. My parents were both members. My mom, I like to tell people that um, they say, well, is your family from Utah? When they hear I was born, I'm no. No, my mom answered the door. The missionaries came knocking on the door one day, and oh, really? she answered. And so she was a convert. She was. She was a convert. Mm-hmm. She was had been married for a couple of years. It was in the late 1950s. Um, oh, okay. At the mm-hmm. time, my father did not join. He waited a couple of years. And I like to say he uh, he was a good Southern gentleman. He believed you go to church on Sunday, whether it's a Baptist church <laughs> or a Methodist was, church. Yeah. You went to church on Sunday. So he, he did join the church, and then... They were actually married for 18 years before I was born. So my parents were older when I was born, oh. and uh, I was an only child. Okay. Did they ever go through the temple? Or? No. My father went as far as um, being a teacher in mm. the priesthood. Okay. Um, and so, no, they never did. Now, I did when I got, um, you know, when I was a teenager, I went to the temple and did baptisms, but, but we you? never went as a family. Oh, okay. And you were active as a young mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. young lady, primary, I guess, yes. and young women's. And yes. Your presidency in the young women's mm-hmm. and uh, seminary. Seminary went to all four years of seminary. Yeah. Um, you know the dances we used to have on the um, Saturdays um, after we'd have a oh, yeah, you know, outings. Yes, all those. I was pretty much just a. Now, church how many tour. LDS people were in the area? Um, actually, quite a few. Um, in the seventies, we had um, a lot of people move there for IBM. Um, computers, oh. so we had a big IBM um, group of people there that lived there. So yes, we had a lot of people from Salt Lake actually, and from um, Utah, and from you know all over the West. So it was a very um, for being in the South, we had a very diverse um, congregation. Okay. And so you got to go to young women's camps mm-hmm. and all that kind yes. of stuff. Do you feel like you had a testimony of the church? I think so. Um, you know, I used to remember sitting in fast and testimony meeting and um, listening to the people talk, and they'd get up and they'd start crying and say how the church was true and Bishop, or um, uh, Joseph Smith was the true prophet and uh, Brigham Young and everything. And just hearing that. Kind of reinforces your testimony. Exactly. Um, And I mean, I think at that age I thought I believed, but looking back, I don't know if I really had that firm a belief or not. And, And around youth campfires and youth groups and that kind of stuff, you get a chance to bear testimony. Did you do that? Yes, I was always kind of shy, so I didn't like getting up in front of a lot of people. But when I was, you know, in a smaller group and everyone was, um, you know, getting up and sharing their testimony, I would do do that too. So yes, I did. You know, you just you just have that 
feeling, I mean, it is a feeling that the church is true and your family's Mormon and your friends are, at least the, the, your Mormon friends at church, and are, are, you know, mm -hmm. just really no question about about the church being yeah. true. Did any questions ever come up? And um, to you not in, a whole lot. High um, not a whole lot. Well, when I when I turned sixteen, I started driving and working, and really, because I, you know, I, I was very sheltered when I was growing up. So when yeah. I started kind of stepping out and being around a lot of other people and everything, I started kind of questioning a little bit, but nothing yeah. significant. I still, you know. As I like to say, follow the rules, did what I was supposed to do, um, you know, went to church every Sunday. You did say you had an interesting experience when you were in elementary, when you were... Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I was probably in the maybe first, second grade. I was young. Oh, really young? Huh? Yeah. And um, a kid came up to me and somehow they were saying, what church do you go to? And I said, I was Mormon. And they said, oh, you're not a Christian. And I said, I didn't really know what to say. <laughs> they said, you're in a cult. And I said, and I really didn't know what to say. So I came home. I was really upset. And I told my mother that. And she said... No, we are a Christian church. We believe in Jesus Christ, and, and it's a Christian church. And you're not Nicole. And I mean, she was she was pretty upset. But I, it, it, you know, it was something that really bothered me when and I was. You when remember I was, it? Yeah. Oh, sure. I remember. I remember the kid really well. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So after high school, then you you after start having school. some personal. Yes. After high school. school, when I um, when I turned eighteen. Yeah. Um, right about the time I left for college, actually a couple of days. Um, after I left for college, I turned 18. I went to um, UNC Wilmington, which is in Wilmington, North Carolina, about two hours from Raleigh. Okay. Um, a lot of, well, I think there were like three other people that graduated with me, and they all were going to um, BYU, and my parents didn't have the money for me to go. Okay. So I felt like I kind of got shunned a little bit because I went to a state school and did not, you go know. Go to BYU. Yeah, and, you know, they were talking about it the whole senior year, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go. So um, I went to Wilmington. And as I drove off, I remember thinking, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do what I'm, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm done with church. Now, why, why would you have that? I, and I do think there's a lot of young people, and I know that from my personal experience being in Bishop Briggs and, and as bishop, but young people get to age 18, leave high school, and start looking for other options is did you feel burdened by the church and its rules and yes that kind of very thing? much so and I just wanted to do my own thing I was I was ready to you know break out kind and of rebel a little yeah because yeah. I had been a very very good good kid growing up I mean never gave my parents any any problems yeah. never very rarely got into trouble and when I did it was very insignificant so were they surprised when you had or were um, you surprised at yourself no no no, no I really wasn't I you was just ready to uh, just completely did a um, 180 and went in the opposite direction I hid a lot of it from my mother, um, yeah. kind of strained our relationship because I didn't come home a whole lot. I would, you know, I'd come home for holidays. Because you'd feel obligated to go to church. Yeah, I guess, a lot or... of that. I would always, when I'd come home on the weekends, I would always say, oh, I've got to be back. Um, I've got a test to study for. I've got to be back for some. I always came up with a so reason, so left, I'd leave early. left early on mm -hmm. Sunday so you didn't have to go to church. Mm -hmm. and did you take institute there? At, mm -mm, no. Did they offer it? At, um, I don't even know because I never never didn't even, even checked. Huh? Didn't even, I was done. I, I turned around and said, I'm done with this. Oh, so that's interesting. And I really it? didn't want to have anything to do with any church. It wasn't just the LDS church. It wasn't like you ever felt guilt and that you needed to, if you were ever going to come back to church it would have been the Mormon church? No, no, no. not really. Um, really. Maybe a little guilt but yeah. I, you know, kind of brushed it off and kept going and just doing my own thing. Okay, and so what, how, how long does this have to go on? Oh, about 20 years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> about 20 years. Um, I and would you went say through all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Um, 
Um, New Age, a uh, little dabbling in um, Eastern religion, a little dabbling in Wicca. What um, did you find there? Did you find peace? Or? No, not really. Um, I would say that I never went through a phase where I thought I was atheist. Um, I always thought I always there was something bigger like than me. Bigger, okay. But as far as Jesus goes, I'd never, because I didn't have a relationship with him at the time, I think I never really understood from growing up Mormon who Jesus was. His, I mean, I knew he was the son of God and yeah. all that, but not any kind of relationship. Um, what, what, is that a flaw in Mormonism? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Because I would say it is. It, in fact, we covered that last with our last guest, kind of in the idea that we as Mormons kind of develop this relationship with the church. When you're eight years old, mm -hmm. you're going to be baptized and become a member of the church. Mm -hmm. And a convert always becomes a member of the church. Um, you it know, was always you're not about a to member. Jesus. You're not coming yeah. to Jesus no. or anything. So when you find out the church is, or you can't live the commandments, or you just don't want, or you leave that, you don't have a relationship. No. Oh, interesting. And um, I'm even like I remember, you know, people bearing their testimony. It was always, you know, I believe the church is true. I believe that Joseph Smith was a prophet. I've, and at that time, yeah, it was Spencer Book W. Kimball, the prophet. Power. Yeah, the Book of Mormon's true. But occasionally Jesus would come up. But I don't really remember Jesus a whole lot no. growing up. Yeah. It's just I know he was in the sacrament every every week, but other than that, and ending the prayer, mm -hmm. that was about about yeah. it. So you didn't really feel like you had that relationship mm -hmm. either, but you felt like there was a higher power. Mm -hmm. And I always okay. believed there was something bigger than me. I don't, I don't know what that was. Yeah. But I know I don't think I ever went through a period where I didn't believe in something bigger than I was. Okay. Well, did you get married during this time then? And I did. I was married. I married uh, when I was twenty-one. I was married for nine years. Um, got divorced, yeah. um, and then I was single for a number of years. Mm. And that kind of had had some, actually was getting out of a fairly bad relationship, mm. and um, I was at a very dark time in my life. Um, when, very, when was this? Uh, was 2005. This? Oh, okay. And just, you know, suffering with a lot of anxiety, some depression, Having a lot, I had a good job, but was having some issues with some um, coworkers. Um, just a lot of stuff going on, and <laughs> I remember um, that November, December, thinking I need to go back to church. That's that's what I need to do. I need to go to church. You were really in a dark place. Yeah, I was in a dark place. <laughs> and then I, the first question is, well, what church do I go to? Because I knew I was not going to go back to the Mormon you church. You weren't going. Okay. That wasn't even a, a question. Okay. So, a coworker of mine that w was not your traditional, you know, conservative Christian type person, but very much had her, she was very open with her beliefs at work without, oh. without saying it in a way that, you yeah. know, put her, but you knew where she knew, stood, knew where she, yeah. stood. She, yeah. she loved Jesus. And, um, I was like, Hmm, she seems pretty okay. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll check her okay. church out. I'll check her church out. It, it, Cause I always, the other thing that I always felt was very judged. I always felt very, very judged. Everything that my family or friends, um, or not just... so much family, but the oh. other church members. Um, oh. You know, it was always I, I just felt like we were, everybody was watching each other and just judging you. And and because my parents hadn't gone to the temple and I hadn't gone to the temple okay. um, growing up, I felt judged you for felt that. Judged. Just just you know, my father was a teacher, so he wasn't part of you know um, you know a lot of the church the priesthood leadership. Yes, exactly. Kind of so stuff. I just always felt maybe it was going on, maybe it wasn't, but I felt that way. So. Well, I think even I think people perceive that, or at least that's the feeling, and the church must must uh, support that feeling somehow, or it wouldn't be there. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, so you decide to go to so a I church. So I decided to go to church. So <laughs> they didn't have services the first um, 
Sunday after Christmas because they uh, they they didn't have services because they took their um let their church um staff have off a of Christmas vacation. So oh, they, okay. so it was like I, I should have looked at the calendar. But I think it was might be the fourth or fifth of January. Okay. And they had a service, and I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll go to that. And. She told me she says casual. You know, you can wear jeans. You, you know, just come. Did that seem strange? No, it sounded great. <laughs> oh, but strange to strange strange, strange to your Mormon. It, strange to my upbringing. But remember, there's been you know twenty plus years lapse here. So my goodness. So uh, I said, okay, yeah, okay. So I, I, you know, got on my jeans and you know, walked in, and they didn't even have a church building at the time. Um, the church, it's um, the name of it was Port City Community Church. It was in Wilmington. Okay. And um, they met in a middle school, and so I remember walking in. And I was just kind of like, I was kind of nervous. Actually, I was real nervous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is somebody going to, you know, say something to me? And I'm looking around. Everybody's like walking around and laughing and talking. And um, they had a coffee station set up. And I see people walk around drinking That's coffee. Strange. And I was like, wow, this is really different than what I was used to. <laughs> so it was really, really crowded. And I remember them really? trying to, oh, yeah, it was, they, they awesome. were a very large, church, a very large um, group that went there. Yeah. And I remember them trying to get people to scoot in so there could be enough seating. And they're like, is anybody by themselves? And I was, I was like, I am. Like, well, come over here, we have a seat for you. So I went in and I was still really nervous. And then all of a sudden, it got really quiet and the band came on stage. And it was, we had a, you know, it was a band <laughs> with contemporary Christian music. And I didn't even know any of the songs at the time. They had the words up on the screen. Right. And everybody was standing up and I was just like, what wow. You really thought that was... I thought this was great because yeah. I wanted something totally different than what I had grown up with. Yeah. And, and it, that is... And then I was like, okay, this, this is okay so far, okay so far, and then... Um, what did you think of the words that you were seeing on the screen? Did you relate to those at all? I or? just, I, not really, because remember, this is, I hadn't been to church in a long time, so, no. you know, I remember looking at the words and thinking, this is kind of neat, because, you know, I remember sitting in sacrament meeting, and people were kind of sitting laid back, and they're, <laughs> you know, and there's always a bunch of babies crying, and, you know, nobody really got into, I mean, you were singing, but it was, but I mean, it was like, yeah. you could just feel, just feel the energy in that yeah. room with, um, and I, you know, I didn't know the words of the song, but I, you know, I kind of, I like to sing, so I was trying to, you know, keep on up with it. And then they started the message and it was about forgiveness. And I was having a really hard time with forgiveness. So it was just like, oh, it was being spoken to me. So I was like, <laughs> it was over. And I'm like, okay, so to be continued because it was a you know, three part series. So I was like, well, okay, I'll be back next week. Oh, good. And so then I got came you back. back. They got me back. Yes. Well, the one thing I noticed, and getting back to the music, was how how much the words were about Jesus. Yes. And about praising Him and what He had done for us, as opposed to you know, praise to the man or yes. some of these other songs yes. or pioneer songs and stuff. Yes, or Joseph Smith or yeah, pioneers and, and, <laughs> and all that stuff. And then the message, I guess, was that was did you understand grace at this point no. in in terms of forgiveness or no. how did what did you learn i guess during those um, first few months well i learned you know about you know forgiving people and not being you know forgiving so you could be forgiven it still didn't really click a whole lot and then um after a few weeks they offered this class called starting point oh and um is that a national or is that yes, just for yes yes it's um it's a national called it's starting a, point yeah you can go online and um you know, if somebody wanted to offer it in their church, it's a great place for it's people. It's like a 14 14 week, week class, mm -hmm. isn't that what you were saying? And it's like in a small group setting, so you have about six or eight people in it. Um, you know, what's the focus of that? The Bible. It starts at oh the very boy. beginning. It's like, if you can imagine the Bible in a, in a 14 weeks, I think it's 12 weeks now. I think they actually changed the curriculum and now it's 12 weeks. But it's just basically starts with Adam and it goes all the way through um, Jesus and then Paul. and. Um, so you started taking that? Mm -hmm. 
when did you, you must have had some moment that kind of turned your thinking. I mean, you'd been in a dark place, you said, and what, was there something that happened that made you think, oh. I remember one Sunday sitting there, and it had been a, probably, gosh, maybe a few months after I've been going to um, Port City. I remember sitting there, and um, I remember Mike talking about just letting things go and letting God be in charge that, you know, you don't have to be in charge anymore. You don't have to, you know, try to control everything. Feeling, isn't it? Yes, and I remember thinking, that's what I've been doing. I've been, all my life, I've been trying, to, in charge. trying to be in charge, trying to keep all that balls up in the air, juggling it. And when I heard him say that, it just like clicked. And I'm like, it was a sense of relief, a sense of just, oh my gosh, I don't have to be in charge anymore. And, you know, that, that probably was a huge, huge turning point yeah. for me, realizing that. And just, and God gave you that little message. And now you had an experience when you were just really young. Yes, yes. Tell us about that just a little bit. So when I was, I probably was three or four years old. I was very young. Um, my mother had a very good friend that lived about an hour from us, and we'd go visit a couple of times a year. And she was went to a Baptist church, and she was very active in, in the church. And she, when we were there, she would invite us to go with her. So we were going to be there on a Sunday, so we went to church with her. And um, I remember sitting there, and, and you know, this is a very southern Baptist <laughs> church, and the minister's very loud and, and everything. But at the end, he... he he told people, you know, if you want to have Jesus in your heart, you can invite him in your heart. He'll be there forever. He'll be there for you. You know, he's your, your friend and all of that. And I thought, this sounds like a really good idea. I think I want Jesus in my heart. So You really thought that mm -hmm, as a young person. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, kind of did a little prayer. And then he invited people to go up front. And I remember saying, Daddy, can I go up front? And he's like, you're too young. You can't do that. You're, you're not old enough. So I just kind of sat back. And then, you know, that, that happened. And then I went back home and we continued on with our normal routine and I just kind of walked past that and it never, never, you know, never developed that relationship. It was like I had him planted, yeah. but I didn't have anybody there or, you know, didn't have the guidance I needed to develop that relationship. Did you keep thinking about that over your life or did that come, when did No, that, not till I was... Going I, back to the yes, starting point and, or the church yes. and stuff? Yes, and then I started thinking about all the crazy stuff I had done all through those 20 years of wandering in the desert, I like to say, going down all kinds of different paths. You think Jesus just has a, such a sense of humor? <laughs> Probably so, but I think the whole Emerald, time... You're going to be going through this, and you know yeah. I'm going to wait for you. Yes. I know you said that yes. to, uh, to me earlier, Yes. that you knew that Jesus was waiting for you. That's so special. <laughs> well, did you... Did you remember that then? At what point did you remember that? No, I remembered it because um, I remember one time talking to one of the um, pastors and he asked me, if you know, when were you saved? And I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, actually when I was like three or four years old I was. But then I, you know, because I accepted him then. And, and you know, I always hear people talk about, you know, once you accept him, you know, he's always there. Despite all the crazy stuff I did, he was still there waiting for me. So, yeah. you know, it was like when I finally took that step and decided to allow God to run my life and not try to do it myself. Yeah. That was kind of like a reaffirming that. Yeah. So have you kept going to this oh, Port City church? I went there or? until 2009, and in 2009 my mom got ill. And oh. so I had to move back to Raleigh. Um, okay. I'd stayed in Wilmington all from the time Your I left. Your dad had passed away. Uh, yes, my dad had passed away. And um, I moved back to Raleigh, and um, at the time when I um, moved back to Raleigh, my husband, who I'm married to now, Scott, we decided we'd go to a church. And by that time, Port City, 
gosh, there's probably about 5,000 people going there at Hegron very, very quickly. Oh, my yeah, goodness. It was they had very, their very, own building by then? Yeah, they had they? gotten a building. Okay. They had three services, I think four now. But um, I was looking for another large church, and he kept saying, no, I really want to go to a smaller church. Scott did. Your Scott did. Husband. And so I was like, okay, we can, we can check some out. So we went to three <laughs> different ones. And the first one we went to was Oak City Church, which is where we go now. Yeah. And we went to a couple of different ones, and we came back there. And I'd say we probably have about 400 people that attend regularly. Oh, There's two services. Neat. And, I mean, I have some verse wonderful... Verse by verse and just... Yes, yes. Very b- biblical, biblically-based teachings. We yeah. have a great pastor. What did your mom think of this uh, transition um, of yours? She, I actually... <laughs> I walked in one day and... she now has passed away. Yes, yeah, right? she has she passed away in 2011. Passed away in 2011. Mm-hmm. I walked in one day and I heard her talking to a friend on the phone. I heard her say something to the effect of, you know, Emerald's going back to church now, and I'm really glad. I wish it was the Mormon church, but, you know, <laughs> at least she's back at church again. So Uh I think she accepted it. I think she, in her heart, she really wanted me to start going, you know, going back to church Uh with her. But how old was she when she converted to the Mormon church? Probably in her late 20s. Do you think she had a sense of an ease with Jesus or a trust in him? I think she may have before because she grew up going to church as a child. Yeah. Um, So you have hope for her. I do. And that's something that does weigh heavy on me a lot when I think about it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, she, so she had gone to church and then she converted when she was, I guess, about 27, 28, some, somewhere in that yeah. time frame. So has Jesus taken on a little different? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Than being in the Church of Jesus Christ yes. of Latter-day Saints. Yes. I mean, it's just, I mean, I think back, like, actually, while we were, we've been here, we, um, yesterday we were, um, went to Temple Square and we walked through the Visitor Center yeah. and kind of, a lot of the lady missionaries, sister missionaries came and were talking to us and, yeah. We were looking at, um, there was a display of, it was of um, Jerusalem, and it had the different pictures of like Jesus, and my husband calls me over, he goes, look at this, he goes, it goes from Gethsemane to the um, resurrection, he goes, the cross isn't here. It was like they left the whole set, and it's like, but that's everything, it's Jesus shedding his blood for our sins. Is that in 1 Corinthians, that for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness? And it is. I had no respect or appreciation for the cross Mm-mm. until I came out and realized that's what, you know, instead, we have his temple with a Moroni on mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yes. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so you've, uh, let me just, <laughs> I guess you have a freedom now that you just didn't have before. Very much so. The Bible is taken on a yes. little different perspective. Yeah, I've read it. Um, I mean, I remember as a kid one time, my mother, I wanted a Bible. I wanted a Bible, so I carried my Bible around. I don't think I ever opened it up. I just carried it around with me to church oh, every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Got a little Maybe older. Maybe opened up in seminary or Maybe something. Occasionally. Maybe occasionally. Um, or to prepare a talk or something. Yeah, but, but yeah. just, you know, it was kind of dirty on the outside, but the pages weren't ruffled up or underlined <laughs> or anything. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, one year for Christmas, I got the chronological Bible in a year, and I read that from cover to cover. Oh, did you? That was great. Um, you know, I still... I've thought about getting one of those. It's It shows the the Bible in chronological yes. order. Yes. It's, is it's, it a lot different? Yeah. Well, or significant? Yes. Or it makes a lot more sense because when you get to, when you're reading like in First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, yeah. and each king had a, um, had well, a prophet. That would, that would help. It, it lines it up. <laughs> and, you know, not just that, but it, it really, like when you're reading through the Gospels of Jesus, yeah. um, it has the, you know, it goes in chronological order. So you'll read Luke. And then you'll read Matthew, and you know they'll put them together. So the you're way reading. That they've determined that they were written in mm-hmm. what order? The letters of Paul, I guess. Yes. Or? He would take the letters and it'd, it'd match it up with Acts. So it'd be you know going through where he was in Acts, and then they'd have the letter written to the um, 
to the you know the church that he had um, planted. So it was yeah. it was it's really I highly recommend reading it, even if you don't do it in a year, just get a chronological chronological Bible. Well, it's just amazing, and, and I, uh, I really appreciate you sharing your story. And you, Is there anything you'd like to say to your family, friends, or do you have well, other family that wherever LDS? Not a lot. Most of my family is deceased. I have a couple of cousins. You were an only child. I was an only child. Um, and Some I know cousins you're saying that I have are a couple, LDS? Yeah, I have, no, no. Oh, no, no. no other LDS? No, I've okay. pretty much. Um, I've been adopted by my, um, by my in-laws. <laughs> so they're my family. Um, but... No, I have um, actually a couple of groups of people that yeah. I kind of want to speak to. One are the um, ones that, a few friends that I still have that are Mormon. Um, back in North Carolina. Yes, huh? back in North Carolina. <laughs> when you, if, you, if you get this far, you may have turned me off by now, but if you get this far, ask questions. Be concerned with what you're believing. If somebody tells you everything that they tell you is true, just ask questions and don't, um, don't take it just because there's a lot of things that you don't know about. And, and the essays the LDS, LDS.org, the essays, a lot of them don't, don't even know they're there, and a mm -hmm. few that do know they're there, they haven't read them. And I know it's a big, strong encouragement now not to go on the, online and look things up on the Internet, right. and um, just ask questions and, and really find the truth out. And then for the people that are ex-Mormons, and I know um, I have some friends that fit in that category, I just encourage them to put your unhappiness, your anger, your not distrust mm, in religion because yeah. I was there I was there before um, and just give it a shot give Jesus a chance because he really wants to wants to um, be there for you and then for my friends that are non-believers <laughs> and I know there's some of the those that are going to be watching this um, you know during not, those 20 years you probably picked up a few <laughs> so of those quite friends a few, <laughs> but I try really hard not to push my beliefs on you and but I think you've heard what I believe in now so um, just want you to know that I'm still going to be your friend regardless but if you ever want to know more I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it Oh, good for you. Have have some of any of your friends or old Mormon friends that you had at, at, at seminary or have you had a chance to ever share with them? Um, not really. Um, you know, during that time I was gone, a, a lot, lot of them, them moved yeah, away. Yeah, I, I have like some on Facebook friends, but oh, okay. but not not really many that I've um, kept up with. I have yeah. a couple that actually were Mormon that are no longer Mormon that we're real, I'm real close with, but. But it is disappointing when Mormons find out and then they just give up on everything, right? They don't, they don't, they don't trust God now. They don't trust yeah. the Bible. No. They don't, tr and they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They've just thrown the church out and mm -hmm. and everything else with it. It's disappointing. The, the, throw out the baby with the bathwater. That, yeah, that, that kind of old phrase. Well, Emerald, I appreciate. What a pretty name. I guess is that a. My any, mother any liked, story that? she was kind of unusual, and she wanted to name me something different, so. Would have been interesting if you had brothers and sisters. Yes, I can only imagine what they would have been named. Well, I appreciate you coming and sharing, and what a wonderful story. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just been a great journey for us, and I'm grateful my wife is with me, and it's so neat to have Scott in your life and, and uh, being able to share share this journey together. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time here on the Ex-Mormon Files. This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. 
Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.